that this will be a special time for each of you. We do welcome the family families that are here, that were here for the baptism, and we are grateful uh, that we can all be together to worship uh, the Lord. Um, I hope you have a good weekend. Like I said, the Father's Day weekend is always a special one, and uh, I hope that you can uh, spend time uh, with your family uh, as well. If you have your Bibles this morning, turn with me to the book of Acts, chapter 5. The book of Acts, chapter 5. We'll begin reading in verse 17. And as we have been preaching through and studying through uh, the book of Acts, last week we talked about Ananias and Sapphira and their life and the decision they made and how it cost them their life. And basically it boiled down to they lied to God. And their life, their life was taken. This morning, as we think along those lines and think of, of how tragic it is that we would go to that point that we would even lie to God and think that we could get away with it. Because God knows all, doesn't He? I know some of you think your mom has an eye in the back of her head. And your school teacher has those little antennas that come out, can tell what you're doing uh, when she's at the board. And they do. No. Uh, but God is in control, and God knows what's going on. And we do need a stark reminder that lying to God is very dangerous. And so this morning, as we continue on with that story, what we find is that Peter and the apostles and the disciples were under the leadership of the Holy Spirit of God. And God had put a fire within them, and they were preaching as the Spirit of God led them. They were spreading the gospel like they were told to do. And one of the interesting things, as we'll read through this, is, is that the religious leaders were getting angry because it wasn't their message. They didn't like what they were hearing. And so, if you have your Bibles, it'll be on the screen as well. In Acts chapter 5, beginning with verse 17, it says, Then the high priest rose up, and all who were with him, who belonged to the party of the Sadducees, were filled with jealousy. So they arrested the apostles and put them in public jail. But an angel of the Lord opened the doors of the jail during the night and brought them out and said, Go and stand in the temple and tell the people all about this life. Hearing this, they entered the temple at daybreak and began to teach. When the high priest and those who were with him arrived, they convened the Sanhedrin the full council of the Israelites, and sent orders to the jail to have them brought. But when the servants got there, they did not find them in the jail, and so they returned and reported, We found the jail securely locked, with the guards standing in front of the doors. But when we opened it, we found no one inside. As the captain of the temple police and the chief priest heard these things, they were baffled about them and wondered what would come of this. Someone came and reported to them, Look, the men you put in jail are standing in the temple and teaching the people. 
Then the commander went with his servants and brought them in without force, because they were afraid the people might stone them. After they brought them in, they had them stand before the Sanhedrin, and the high priest asked, Didn't we strictly order you not to teach in his name? Look, you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching, and you are determined to make us guilty of this man's blood. Peter and the apostles replied, uh, Peter and the apostles replied, We must obey God rather than people. The God of our ancestors raised up Jesus, whom you had murdered by hanging him on a tree. God exalted this man to his right hand as ruler and savior to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sin. We are witnesses of these things, and so is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey him. Verse 33, when they heard this, they were enraged and wanted to kill them. But a Pharisee named Gabriel, a teacher of the law, who was respected by the people, stood up in the Sanhedrin and ordered the men to be taken outside for a little while. He asked them, Men of Israel, be careful what you're about to do to these men. Some time ago, the now stumbled on that one, one with a T, rose up and claiming to be somebody, I love that. Claiming to be somebody and a group of about 400 men rallied to him. He was killed. And all of his followers were disappeared and came to nothing. After this man, Judas the Galilean, rose up in the days of the census and attracted a following. He also perished and all of his followers were scattered. So in the present case, I tell you, stand away from these men and leave them alone. For if this plan or this work is of human origin, it will fail. But if it is of God, you will not be able to overthrow them. You may even be found fighting against God. They were persuaded by him. And after they called in the apostles, uh, they called them in the apostles and had them flogged, they ordered them not to speak in the name of Jesus and released them. Then they went out of the presence of the Sanhedrin, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to be treated shamefully on the behalf of the name. And every day in the temple in various homes, they continued teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Messiah. I don't know about you, but that is a wonderful passage of Scripture of how the apostles, the early believers, how these men felt led by God and went out and ministered. And they knew that they would be people that would get angry with them. And in this case, who got angry with them? The religious leaders got angry with them. To me, as we look at this passage of Scripture this morning, we see the testing of the apostles. But you know, as Christians today, we'll be tested from time to time. And, and, and we find that these men were tested. And the problem was, it was that the Jewish leaders didn't like the message of Jesus Christ and how it was being presented. But you know, as we look at our world today, isn't that still true today? 
They are people who don't like the message. They do not want to hear that Jesus arose again. They do not want to hear that Jesus is Lord of all. But that is the truth. And isn't it amazing today in our world that still people are fighting the truth about Jesus Christ? As we look at this today, the high priests, the Sadducees, the disciples, they, they, they heard all of this, and so they took the disciples and they put them into preach, put them into prison for preaching the word of God. But here's an amazing thing in this story. Even though man was trying to shut up the disciples once again, the angel of the Lord came and did what? He opened the prison. He allowed these men to go forth. And he said, go back and preach where you were preaching before. Now, here's the interesting thing. Here, the, the problem was the religious leaders. They didn't want the preaching. The angel came and opened up the prison and told him, go ahead, go ahead back there and, and preach. And then when the religious leaders got up, the next morning, and thought, okay, we'll continue this. They sent their guards to the prison. Guess what? The, the jail, the prison was all locked up, but nobody was inside. Now, I don't know about you, but when I read this whole passage of Scripture, it tells me once again that God has a sense of humor. Sometimes man, sometimes government, sometimes different groups try to shut up God, but you will never be able to. To do it. Amen? You'll never, never be able to do it. Man will think, well, I'll put him in prison because that's the worst thing we can do to someone. But God is the same one that can send an angel of the Lord if he wishes and open up that prison and let the men preach all night long. You see, God is powerful. Even though the Jewish leaders had gotten together, they had planned, they thought they had this under control. We need to see who's still in control. God is still in control. The Sanhedrin court decided, well, we're going to put these people, quote, under the jail. Well, that didn't happen. And we find that the disciples experienced the power of God. They experienced that power. You know why? Because they allowed the burning presence of God to just grow in them where they were thinking about what Jesus would do and not what they would do and when we do that things will happen that we can't explain but God will be able to work in us and the high priest had no idea that they were no longer in the jail and the apostles were preaching in the very place they had been arrested the day before you know a lot of times we forget what God can do and so they brought the the disciples back in before the council and 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 they did it quickly because they were afraid that the group that the the disciples were preaching to would stone those people that were bringing in the disciples but we find that the apostles were faithful we also see that the testimony of the apostles there in, in verse 27, uh, we, we find it uh, there. It says, after they brought them in, they had them stand before the Sanhedrin and the high priests. Didn't we strictly order you not to teach in the name? Look, you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching and are determined to make us guilty of this man's you see, they didn't like the message. They didn't want to hear that they were being called up, that they were the guilty ones. But let's face it, who wants to be called guilty, even though we are sometimes? 
The religious leaders were calling up. They were concerned about this. But then in verse 29, Peter and the apostles and the disciples said, look, we must obey God first. And we've got to think about that today. Who are we listening to? At times, the government is telling us that we can't preach Jesus. At times, we're told that we can't pray. At times, we're told these different things. But do we listen to God and is God first in our life? Peter and the apostles replied, we must obey God rather than people. Now, I'm not saying be disobedient to to the law of the lands because we're also told to listen to the laws of the land. But Christ's death upon the cross was a fact. And Peter and the disciples were telling how that took place and the religious leaders who were behind it. But you know, another thing about the death and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, it is a cleansing event. You say, preacher, how can that be? Because Jesus died on that cross for one purpose. And that was to redeem us and to take away our sins. To clean, cleanse our lives. You know, in this epidemic, uh, pandemic that we're in, in COVID, one of the things is that we're supposed to be cleaning. And we... We've been cleaning and spraying, and, and I don't know about at your house, if you've been cleaning and spraying and disinfecting, and, 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 and then I've also learned, you know, there's different degrees of cleaning, um, and, uh, you know, all these things. But think about how Jesus, and only through him, that he can make us white as snow. Even though we are stained with sin, we are cleansed. As white as snow. This weekend I had the privilege uh, to go fishing with my son and his two boys. And it's not something we, we do often. We should do more. But, but we had a great time. And my whole thing of that day was just to be there for Aaron and Owen. I mean Aaron and Owen. Owen and Grant. Aaron might need me too. But uh, uh, Owen and Grant. And just watch them in the sense of their excitement. You know, and, and, and Grant's going to be our, our little fisherman, I think. But, you know, the joy, the excitement. First, didn't want to touch the fish. Then, okay, we'll touch those things. Pull the hooks out. You know, learning all that, doing all that. But, but uh, one of the things right off, but if you know Grant, this is easy for him. You know, if Grant's out doing something, he's going to get dirty. Okay, that's just Grant, you know, so he had fish blood on his sleeve, you know, you know, and, and Bo, who took us, he said, well, Grant, you, you're going to be a fisherman, you got fish blood uh, over, he said, oh, my mama, I said, yeah, your mama probably be upset, but, but it'll clean, it'll be, she can clean it, you know, guys, we need to see what we truly have on us, we are covered with sin. And only by the cleansing power of our Lord Jesus Christ, he can make us white as snow. Amen? And we need to see that this is what, this is what the disciples were, were sharing. This is what they were sharing. And, and, and we need to be reminded in this wonderful book that we have been given. In 1 John chapter 1, verse 7, it says, If we walk in the light... As he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus... His Son cleanses us from all sin. 
Guys, we need to see what we have in Jesus. Psalms 100 verse 3 says, He forgives all your iniquity. He heals all your diseases. You see, the, the apostles, the, the disciples, they were, they were consecrating, they were putting their thoughts, their witness on reaching people and allowing the Spirit of God to fill them. But another thing, as we read through this story, I want you to know, if you're truly preaching Jesus, if you're truly preaching his name and telling people about Jesus Christ, let me tell you, there will be people who get angry. There will be people who will try to shut you up. There will be people, they don't want to hear God's word. You know why? Because God's word will set you free if you allow it to come inside of you. And people don't want that. They don't want to be set free. They like the way we're doing it. But God says, let me come into your life and set you free. In other words, he is going to convict us. And we should welcome it. But we see that the apostles were preaching the word of God and how it brought anger to unbelievers, but it also brought conviction to the believers. We also need to see in this story, Gabriel. A religious leader, but one who had wisdom. And I believe this is an interesting story. Even though he was in this, the Sanhedrin, even though he was in this religious sect, and up to this point, they had gotten it totally wrong. I believe even in this, God was working on that man. God was using that religious leader. He wasn't letting, this religious leader wasn't just letting the normal thing. He was listening. He was, I believe he was, he was striving to find the truth. And Gabriel told him, hey, and something very interesting here, or something that he said, look, if this, what the disciples are teaching, if this is of man, you've got nothing to worry about. It is going to fall apart. But if it is of God, you better leave it alone. You better leave it alone. Guys, we need to see that it is of God. Man might try to put it down, but they won't be able to. Remember, they crucified Jesus, put him in the ground, rolled the stone over him, thinking, we've done it. But that didn't do it. We've seen in our world today, Different regimes, you think of Hitler and his reign on this earth and, and, and what he tried to do with Christianity and tell the churches they couldn't do this and could do that and burning books and Bibles and doing everything he can. But who is still proclaiming the truth? Jesus is. There have been governments that have tried to legislate the gospel of Jesus Christ, but you can't. We need to see that, that we need to live godly lives and that, yes, we might, we'll be persecuted to, to a certain extent, but, but we need to see what Jesus can do. Even these disciples there at the end of the story, they were brought back in, told not to preach, not to teach, and they were flogged. Now, flogging back then was a cruel thing. It wasn't just switching their back with a palm branch, it was cruel. Today, we, we need to see that what they, but that didn't deter them. Because they knew the message they had was more important if they suffered. They even went out and said, you know what? Even though we suffered, we love the Lord more. They counted it as a joy. 
but they had gotten beaten. There was a love for service. You should have that love. Think of the love of the Lord. Think of the joy, just like we saw this morning when this young lady got baptized. The joy of someone in piano lessons learning and wanting to know more about Jesus Christ. The joy of our children learning about Jesus. Yesterday, our family got together yesterday evening, and, and, and again, the grandkids are there, and they, they made Father's Day cards. And I, I tell you, if you've never had a Father's Day card made by a child, I tell you, it, you know, it, it's just because you don't know what they're going to put on them, right? You just never know what they're going to put. And uh, so Grant gave me his, and I looked at it because sometimes you got to study it a little bit, you know. To, you know, to, but but Grant, Preston, he he had the cross back there. If that screen was up, he had the the cross. He had this area. He had, I guess it was me behind it. You know what? The, he had me with some hair, but uh, that's all right. I'll take it. You know, and 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 he had the flags. You know, and I thought, boy, how did he? And then on the inside, he, he, he was telling me about Jesus. He had Jesus and the cross over here on this side, and on this side, he had the grave. And then he told me that Jesus arose. Now, I think six years old. But, you know, that card, I mean, I mean, guys, we need to see what Jesus can do. We need to see, and that love. For people. Now I know sometimes, and we've all had it happen. I've had it happen. I'm sure you've had it happen. You, you're, you're trying to help people. You're trying to minister to people. You're preaching. You're trying to minister. And someone gets a hold of you and tries to make you feel about that big. Been there? You know, they, they'll talk to you and you're kind of thinking, okay. You know, they'll make you feel that big. But, but when we see that what it all about that we've got a love for God. God's love is bigger than that cussing maybe we just received. Oh, it's hard. It's real. But the love of God is bigger and greater than anything we'll face. Think about it. The love of God is, is, is something that even for a human mind to, to think about or try to describe is almost beyond our comprehension. But God's love. God blessed these men as they ministered. Was their ministry hard? Yes. Some of them lost their life. But they felt like they gained the whole world. We need to enjoy God's blessing today. God has blessed us beyond measure. And are we willing, are we willing to be delivered in the sense of allowing God to use us Allowing ourselves to have a fervent fire for God. I know some of you are concerned about college football starting back up in August and the fall. Is it going to be the same? Are fans going to be able to, to be there? But, you know, and, and we all know that when the Gators are playing, there's that certain level I don't know what you call it, but uh, there's that level there. And then when Miss Kathy's watching her LSU Tigers, there's another level. 
She has scared her grandchildren even when they were sitting in the living room with her. All right. You know, when those Miami hurricanes. Yeah, I knew there was one in the house. Yeah. You know, and those Seminoles. Yeah, those Seminoles. You know, they, we, they, we get a little excited, don't we? We get a little excited. Now, I don't know what your Florida fans going to do. You can't do your, what, your, your chomp no more? See how that goes. Guys, think of what Jesus is doing. You wonder sometimes, and, and, and Grant reminded me of this this weekend, being with him Friday and Saturday. Owen too, but, and I know Preston, isn't it amazing how God uses our little children sometimes to remind us maybe what it's about? About simple, pure love. How we need to stay in the fight, not give up, and allow God to just flow through us to deal with those things. Even though the disciples were flogged, even though they were told not to preach, they kept on preaching. And guys, we need to see that our community needs the power of God, and we need to keep on preaching. We must keep on preaching. We can't stop. We can't afford to stop. Because there are people every day dying and going to hell. Let's pray. Let's gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this time this morning. We thank you for your word. Lord, you are so good to us. And Lord, you have given us. Lord, you have given us your essence. You have given us the Holy Spirit of God. Lord, may we go out in that boldness. Realizing, Lord, what you truly, truly have given us. Lord, we just thank you in your son's name. Amen. We invite you to stand as we do our hymn of invitation. The Lord is speaking to you. Brother Preston and I will be standing down front. If you'd like for us to pray with you or share with you, you come. Or if you'd like to come to this altar and pray, you come as we sing.